Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the mailbag, answering your questions. So, of course, for that, we welcome back the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Eh, you know, not too much. Still, still dealing with a bunch of snow. I uh, woke up this morning, saw a bunch more snow coming after about 30 inches uh, that r- involved my plow uh, uh, the plow guy getting stuck in my yard, and I had to dig him out. Uh, so, yeah, basically I've spent the entire week dealing with snow, and I love it. Chris loves the snow because he doesn't actually have to go anywhere right now. If you had to drive in this, I don't know that you'd love it so much. Oh, I would. Trust me, I would. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I don't go out in the snow driving as much, only because I don't trust other people driving in the snow. But man, do I love driving in the snow! It is so much fun. That's something that Deshaun Watson's going to have to learn how to do if he ends up in <laughs> New York, because he's never had to do that down in Texas or in Georgia where he grew up, or even in the Carolinas where Clemson is. So if he ends up in New York or New Jersey, he's going to have to figure out how to drive in the snow. Probably have to get himself a nice SUV. Chris, speaking of that, before we get into the mailbag, have you heard anything from your very big deal sources about this? Anything one way or the other? Well, first uh, let me just say to Deshaun. 
if you're listening, and of course you're obviously going to be listening to this, <laughs> um, I can drive you around in the snow if you want. Uh, you, you just pay me, be a personal driver. I'm excellent at driving in the snow. I know how to do it. So uh, you go ahead, pay me ni- nice. I'll leave this job, no problem. Uh, I'll take care of you in the snow. Um, <laughs> there, there's a lot going on with the Deshaun stuff. We've talked about it, obviously. Uh, there's so many moving parts to it. Um, especially because he has the no trade contract, uh, the clause in his contract. Um, he definitely still wants out. We know he erased his social media profiles that say anything about the Texans and it's just athlete now. And this is 2021 we live in and th- those things actually do matter. That's as like definitive of a statement as you get in 2021. Uh, over the last couple of days though, I've been – Everything I'm hearing is the Texans are kind of digging in right now. Uh, they're just saying they're going to try to win Sean over and, and smooth all this over. And, and things are kind of in a holding pattern right now because they don't want they aren't willing to admit defeat on this yet. Um, we'll see how long that lasts because, you know, they thought that that was their plan. They were digging in with that. And then Deshaun went and uh, erased all that social media stuff. See how long it lasts. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, they're not really in touch. Uh, Deshaun's not calling them and saying, nope, I'm not coming. Um, So the Texans are still trying to work with it, and nothing really is progressing at this point because of that fact. We'll see how long that lasts, though, because, uh, you know, all it's going to take is them to finally realize, yeah, okay, I think Deshaun is serious here. And it feels like everybody else around the NFL has just come to the conclusion, yeah, Deshaun's serious and Deshaun's probably willing to miss time and be fined a lot of money to not play for you guys. But the Texans are the last one. They're the last one. They're in that relationship and they're, they're uh, the significant other is ready to break up with them. All their friends are like, it's best. You need to just move on. But they're still hanging on for dear life still thinking that they can save the relationship when everybody else around them is like, this is doomed, just move on. Um, so you're going to have to wait for them to come to that realization is basically where where I'm at with it right now, is the Texans have to just say, okay, we've lost this. We have to get the most we can for them. Chris, it's funny you mentioned social media and it being a sign of the times because I remember a bunch of years ago, I had a friend of mine was talking with his brother and he mentioned something about his girlfriend. And his brother said, girlfriend? Your girlfriend? He goes, yeah, you know her. And he said, she's your girlfriend? He goes, yeah, don't you see her around here every single day? He goes, well, I didn't know it was official. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you didn't update your Facebook status. So <laughs> that's kind of what I thought of when you were talking about that. When Deshaun Watson took that off of his Twitter and Instagram bios, you're like, ooh, now it's serious. And we've got plenty of questions, of course, about Deshaun Watson in the mailbag. So let's get into it. We're not going to start with a Deshaun Watson question, though. We're going to start with Sean Stevens. He says, if the Jets keep their picks and draft Wilson or Fields at number two, which wide receiver would you prefer the Jets target at 23 or 34 for the offensive system? And there are a bunch of really good wide receivers in this draft. You heard Kyle Fahey from Jets Brawl 
on the show talking about the ones that he specifically saw at the Senior Bowl. And you've looked into some of these guys. I'm not talking about Devontae Smith because he's probably not going to be there. But even his teammate, Jalen Waddell, could slide to 23 because of that injury. You've got Rondale Moore, who had injury issues but would be a really nice fit. Kadarius Toney from Florida is another big-time name who would be a perfect fit in the Shanahan offense. Rashad Bateman, who I know Connor Rogers loves. I think any of those guys would be in play at 23. Of course, this all depends on what the Jets do in free agency because if they go out and spend on, say, Curtis Samuel and Allen Robinson, then all of a sudden wide receiver doesn't become as big of a need. So you kind of have to get through free agency first, but I do expect them to grab a wide receiver at some point relatively high in the draft, assuming they don't make a trade for Deshaun Watson because if they do that, then the calculus changes. They won't have all those picks to play with. I think in terms of just system fit, Kadarius Toney and Rondale Moore would be ideal. Jalen Waddell would fit anything. And then Rashad Bateman, he's not as good of a system fit in terms of what they love from their receivers, but he's really good, so you wouldn't be upset if they got him either. So Chris, what do you think about this question? Wide receiver 23 or 34, who are you looking at? Yeah, well, first I'll start on talking about what you said about the free agencies, because that well, you're right that will impact it um and somebody like curtis samuel you know i've been talking about the jets should have traded for curtis samuel last off, uh off season and tried to do something then but Cur- curtis samuel makes all the sense in the world now uh, as he would fit perfectly into the what they're trying to do on offense um and as for the draft if you're looking for somebody who just fits the system, you're right. It's uh, Rondell Moore and Kadarius Tony, but it's Kadarius Tony for me. Uh, I've watched a ton of him this year as Florida was playing, and he's just he's just Debo Samuel, it, uh, like you know, a smaller uh, version, not quite as as strong. Uh, the barrel roll guys over like Debo Samuel, but he's he's the same type of guy, same type of receiver. Uh, probably a little more explosive downfield there. Um, but yeah, he, he would fit exactly in that Shanahan, uh, style offense. Um, Bateman is uh, Jalen Waddle, excellent receivers. And if they're either of them are available, then go ahead and take them there. Um, you know, that they're going to be great and they can work in any system. That's, that's the thing about this too, is somebody like Bateman, you, you'll be perfectly fine with him in your system. And then you fill it in with the other guys, the Curtis Samuels, the Darius Tony types. Um, but if you're lo- looking for the guys who really fit the system right now, I'm sure there's a couple other guys in this draft. Uh, I know someone like Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan's uh, been getting a lot of buzz lately. Um, but I, I have to dig through the full tape to give you the full list of wide receivers that would fit. But for those first two picks, eyeing those first two picks, those are the two guys you're looking at. Kadarius Toney would be a perfect fit in here. And same with Rondell Moore. Um, but, you know, I, I'm i still going to say that Jalen Waddle and Bateman, I would have ranked higher. Um, and I would think that I would go with them just because they can, they can fit in any system fine and you can fi- find the rest of the players to fill out there. But again, Kadarius Tony is is pretty much perfect for this offense. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Randy Sherman. He says, let's take the QB out of it. Let's say the Jets go number two at tackle. Can Penny Sewell play guard for a year while Fant is still under contract? Or would drafting Sewell push Fant out? Yeah, that would push Fant out. There's no way that Penny Sewell is going to play guard. He would presumably play right tackle, which he played in high school, so they can move him back there. I personally don't think it would be a good idea to draft Penny Sewell at number two. I think he's going to be a really good player, but A, they really need a quarterback, and B, and this is something that not enough people are talking about, Chris, I know you're aware of this, if you take Penny Sewell, he and Makai Becton are more or less going to be on the same payment timeline, so you'll be in a situation where you could have to pay the two of them $40 million a year combined. The genius of what, say, Cleveland is doing right now with Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin is that they're paying Conklin now, and by the time they're ready to move on from him, Jedrick Wills will get paid, and they'll move on to the next cheap guy to go on the other side of Wills' tackle. So you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to sink that much money into one position. I understand that it's an attractive option, and if circumstances were different and the Jets actually had a quarterback, you might say, okay, go ahead and do it. And even if you have to pay them both later, you can worry about it down the line. For the next couple of years, you'll have some dominant tackles. But at number two, considering the needs they have and what I just mentioned with the timeline, I just don't think it would be a good idea. And certainly, if they drafted him, he's playing tackle. He's not playing guard, and George Fant would be gone. Yeah, if they draft him, he's playing tackle. And I already don't like the idea of drafting a left tackle and moving him to right tackle. I I don't like the the idea of drafting somebody at number two and 
at telling them to do something different than what they did best and why you drafted them. Um, I get that, you know, the only real difference between left tackle and right tackle now is you're protecting the blind side, the way defenses uh, switch sides, move guys around. But uh, to piggyback off what you said about the synchronization of the, of the contracts, but it's also – Penny Suell, uh, when his contract's up, he's going to want to go somewhere where he can be a left tackle because mm-hmm. left tackles get paid more. He's going to want – so, yes, the Jets could just at that point say, hey, we're going to pay you like a left tackle anyway, and then he could stay there, and would he want to? Who knows? But let's hypothetically say he would. Well, then you're paying even more money to have those two guys, and he's not even in the best spot that he could be and should be in but you're definitely not taking him and moving in inside the guard. Um, you, you're just lowering the value of the player with each move. Like if you took him at two and just plugged him in at left tackle, then you're getting hundred percent of the value. You take him at two, you move him over to right tackle. You're not getting a hundred percent of the value right away. You move him inside the guard and you, that's dramatically lowering uh, the value that you're getting out of him. Um and like, yeah, you're not taking a guard there as important as guards are and as much as they need an upgrade. There's just too many things where I'm not putting my number two pick in an ideal situation or I'm trying to, pin, uh, uh, you know, phase out the old guy. Uh, it, do- it doesn't make sense to me. You have plenty of – and th- it's not like the number two pick is the only – place you can address the offensive line this is the the argument i'm dealing with with people when i'm like this there's plenty of people you could go another position uh or you you could go quarterback and then you could go with an offensive tackle or a guard with that second first round pick and the the top second pick you could go offensive line again with both of those third picks if third round picks if you want there's going to be plenty of other chances to upgrade this offensive line with really good players so you don't need to force the penny suell pick there then play him in a position that's not going to maximize the value of him just go with the, the quarterback at two and then address the offensive line later. They're going to have plenty of opportunities there, and there's plenty of, of worthwhile players to be picked at those spots. Next question comes in from Thomas Schaefer. He says, thoughts on Richard Sherman as a free agent? I get the leadership coach on the field, Salah guy, but haven't we seen this show before? Seems like a lot of Jets fans are high on this move, but I'm weary for what I think are obvious reasons. What are your thoughts? From what I understand, I don't think Sherman actually wants to come here. And it's nothing against the Jets. He obviously loves Salah and he's spoken highly of the Jets. I just get the impression that he doesn't want to move to the East Coast right now. So I don't think he's going to be coming here. But if he were to come here on a short deal, it wouldn't be the greatest thing in the world. But if it was an affordable contract, he can't be any worse than what the Jets have had out there. I mean, you really think he's going to be worse than Tremaine Johnson or Daryl Roberts or something like that? So if he came here on a one or two year deal for not that much money, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to start by saying if you could get him at a two year deal, uh, th- that they should absolutely do it. Zero hesitation. There's no downside to it. Yes, he's he's not quite the same player that he used to be, but you're he's not a press man corner. He's he's the off man uh, 
zone corner hit those types of corners last longer. Um, so you're not going to see a slip in his play over those next two years like you would if he was a press man one-on-one corner on the outside. Um, but you're you're correct. I've everything I've heard is Richard Sherman wants to stay West Coast. Uh, he does not want to. Uh, he's a, he's a West Coast guy. He's lived West Coast his whole life. He wants to stay out there. Um, you know, if he if he didn't have any offers from West Coast teams, would he be willing to come here? Probably. Um, but uh, even then, I think he's at the later part of his career. He probably wants to go to someplace that's a little more ready built, you know. Now, if the Jets were to trade for uh, Deshaun Watson before uh, free agency, then maybe Richard Sherman would become a little more interested, thinking he could get a, a, a maybe a championship run. But he he wants to stay West Coast. The guy that you should look at to bring in free agency wise on that defense, I would think, is Kwan Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Patterson, New Jersey. He's with the Forty Niners and Solid System. You could bring him in. Um, you could bring him in. Let him, uh, you know, teach the defense to the other guys as well. Uh, he's twenty nine years old, so. You know, he's not right approaching 30, but he's still really good. Somebody that I could think that uh, Salah could bring in, lean on to help uh, the other guys in the secondary learn the defense. And that that would be the move that I would think you would be looking at um, uh, to to bring in from the 49ers with the defense there. Next question comes in from my buddy, Kevin Jackson, Spotty Blackman. He says, C.J. Mosley, is he still a thing here? He was arguably the best or one of the best at his position before his injury and his coronavirus opt-out. But are we overlooking the impact he could have coming back in what's expected to be a revamped defense? The problem with Mosley is you just don't know what you're getting. By the time the season starts, he basically wouldn't have played in two years. He had that injury that really slowed him down in 2019. So we have no idea what to expect from C.J. Mosley. He'll be 29 years old. Obviously, he was excellent before the injury and the opt-out. Is the opt-out going to rejuvenate him and make him strong again like he was before the injury? Did the injury take a toll on him? Is this going to be like a Le'Veon Bell situation where he just looks slower? We're not going to know until we see him out there. So I wish I had a better answer for you, Kev. But that's all I got right now. It's just impossible for us to know, right? Uh, Like Because he got hurt and then they tried to bring him back and then he got hurt again. And then he, he, so he missed basically that whole season. He sat out all last season. And this is one of those questions where you ask, well, maybe all that rest has really helped him. And now he's like completely a hundred percent healthy. One thing I, I think we can safely assume CJ Mosley is enough of a professional. I don't expect him to be showing up to camp like wildly out of shape. I'm sure he's been keeping himself, uh, conditioned and in good shape um so you can look at it as well he should be 100 percent healthy now he's going to be ready to attack it but you know he's going to have to be eased in so not to do too much and uh overload his muscles there um but this feels like kind of one of those situations where you almost have to expect nothing out of him and take and whatever good he gives you you just boom that's a bonus but it's harder to really go with that mindset because, again, they need that whole uh, unit uh, replaced, basically, besides him. So you're going to need something out of him. And I can't imagine that he's going to be just, like, 
completely washed and worthless. He's still only 29 years old. As long as he's healthy, I think he should be fine there. But the bigger question or urgency need is they need a, the rest of that unit to get some more players in there. Because if you're going in there where to next season where all I can point at and be like, well, C.J. Mosley, a linebacker, I had these other guys – that that's going to be alarming. But if you get two other guys that I feel comfortable with, then all of a sudden I'm going to be saying, okay, I, I, I'm not so worried about CJ Mosley right now, but again, it's just two years. We don't, we don't know anything about the shape that he's in right now or how healthy he is, how he's going to be able to hold up on this stuff. It's just a complete and unknown that we can't possibly, like we can think through all we want, but we're not going to know until we see it with our own eyes. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you check out Chris's very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com and follow him on Twitter at CNibley and at Jets Insider. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show. If you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 